we have a limited time on this planet. Make sure that time is being spent doing actually what what you like. And so I think that, you know, coming back to pizza, being true to yourself and, and making sure like what you're doing with it is you and, and it is real and, and it's not pursuing something, something else. What's happening? What's good, though? It's your boy. I drift. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, in case you're wondering. And if you're new to the show, welcome. This podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game. And today, we're leveling up our understanding of the pizza passionate lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Today, we speak with Jonathan also known as the Santa Barbara Baker. And today on this very special episode, we talk about mindset and perspective. While we do talk about Santa Barbara Baker style pizza, including all those beautiful toppings and leoparding that he's always showing off, a great chunk of this conversation really is about following your dreams. We talk about how Jonathan quit his job to pursue happiness, which ultimately led him to staging at a pizzeria and pursuing a career in making YouTube videos. We find out the why behind it all and where he wants to take the Santa Barbara Baker. This is such a motivating episode, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, dough? Oh, and just a quick reminder, Thank you very much to Uni for sponsoring this episode. I am in love with your guys' oven. I really do love that real estate, that 16-inch space for me to be able to cook some amazing pies. Oh, yeah. If you haven't checked out the Uni website already, use the special link in the show notes and you can get yours today. They have an Uni that is right for all occasions, baby. And if you use the special link, in the show notes, I get a little bit of a kickback. Thank you so much for considering. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And remember to always ask, what's good, Doe? Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, brother. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. You've listened to the show. You already know. There's no right or wrong answer. What's good, dough? What's good, dough? What's good, dough is the, whatever dough is right in front of you. I mean, it, it has to be. Whether that's pizza dough, cookie dough, or I mean, it could be money. It's potential. And that potential is yours to make something of that. You know, something delicious, something to feed your family. I mean, it's the ultimate, ultimate vehicle. Ooh, I love that answer. I really do. Before we talk about perhaps your favorite type of dough, let's rewind a bit and get to know you. Um, tell me a little bit about your background. I ended up going to uh, UCSB. That's how I ended up here in Santa Barbara and, and got a degree in geography and, and ended up uh, making maps and GIS, if people are familiar with that. It's tying things to spatial elements all about place. Basically, <clears throat> I was making maps Dude, living the office life, but during that whole time, I, I was one of those guys that was like, you know, I'm, I'm working, ma making my maps, but at the same time, all I could think about was pizza all the time. Not actually pizza, food in general. I'm a lover of all things food and ingredients. So being there, trying to get my work done real quick so I could be go on at the time, uh, blog, uh, you know, kind of food 
blogs like Serious Eats was a big thing. Are you familiar with them? Oh yeah, I love their blog. They're so Adam Kuban Slice. Yeah, all that yeah, was. Yeah. I mean, that was like kind of the the glory days of all of that. It, it was a ton of fun on that really big community. I feel like community maybe has moved over into the Instagram world and now it's blossomed again. But there's like a fun kind of like forums on there. Bunch of food lovers and. You know, I'd, I'd spend my office days on there a lot. And I mean, that went on for years. And it's just it's like, you know, how, how do I? But I, I was still like, I, I have to. I, I went to school to, to make maps. I should be using my degree. You know, this food thing should be something I, sh I should just keep on as a hobby or something like that. And, and I mean, that went on till, till more recent times that, um, you know, cooking was more of a hobby of mine. But then the, the fire was just burning within me to pursue food. And I mean, I, th I think I realized that at some point it wasn't ready for me. And, and a key thing with that was talking to other people I work with. And it's like, I'm going into it's actually a sweet place to work, but, but I wasn't enjoying it. Um, you know, your coworkers are like, oh, wait, like you don't hate your job every day. You know, you got to, you know, it's figuring out that like, <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to be like this. You should be out there pursuing what makes you happy. And that, excuse me, and, and you know, what do I do? I'm, I really like food, cooking. How am I, what am I going to do with that? And started playing around with baking on the weekend, pursuing it a little more. And then I think what a big thing that I was like, you know, I'm, I'm a full on, this is where my passion truly lies is of all things. I went to Italy courtesy of Olive Garden. What? No freaking way. Yeah. They were doing this promotion of, uh, have you ever heard of the, what is it? The pasta pass? Yeah. So one year they did one that it was the pasta past. The only difference was you got a trip to Italy as part of it, too. They only offered a handful of these, 50 of them. Right place, right time. Got it. Went to Italy with Olive Garden and their executive chefs. And I mean, people like to hate on Olive Garden, but they're straight up. They're fam. Full on family. This trip they did was absolutely amazing. And it was a food lover's dream. This was not a promo. I was like, you know, what, what are we going to do? Is this going to be a promo for Olive Garden or something? It wasn't like that at all. Italy in general, the food there just spoke to me. It's, it sounds like a little cliche, but when I got there, I, I knew it, it. Italian cooking from pizza to all, all of it from how the food's grown, everything, the whole relationship with food really spoke to me. And it just, I mean, I, I fell completely in love with it. And that's what my wife and I were just talking about tonight. It's like, we can't wait to go back there. Coming back from that was, and it, after eating food there and just that whole experience, I knew I, the, the, the fire was burning even harder. And I knew I had to, to come home and, and, and make a change after that. After coming back from Italy, I, I realized that the, how important the dough was. And I, I started tinkering with that more. And I mean, that really led me into the full deep dive into pizza, which eventually led me to pursue, like, I, I want to open up, a, 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 open up a pizzeria. And um, so I started working on that while I was still in my office life, you know, dreaming about pizza every single waking moment. And during that whole process of uh, building a business plan, working on a location, all that stuff, I was like, you know, the whole thing is I, I need to, to, to quit this job is what I came to. It's like, you can't focus on pizza in your dream if I'm uh, making maps all day. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a pr pretty cush 
position in some ways. It was a great, great place to work and and paid the bills. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to give that up to 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 go make pizza. And uh, because that's what I knew is in you know in order to in my at the time I was wanting to pursue opening up a pizzeria. And in order to do that, I think you need to to go work in a pizzeria, go work in a restaurant. I, I think it's totally crazy to to open up a spot and, and have uh, never at least worked a day in a pizza shop. Uh, and and so that's what I decided to do. To me, quitting a job is a very, very ballsy move. You know, it's like, yo, th- this is like burn the ships, right? We're, we're going to fight on this island and we're either going to make it or die trying. And I just, maybe you could walk me through what you were thinking, especially knowing that you have a wife and a kid, like, yo, I'm, I'm confident. I'm ready to, to quit my job and, and follow my dreams. I mean, we, we didn't have a, a, a kid yet, but I mean, that was something we were thinking about. And I think, I mean, part of that is it was a huge part. It was because I think in order to have a child, you have to be happy. And so I, I just knew where I, what I was doing was not fulfilling me. And I started to look uh, at, you know, the life I was living is, is this how I want to spend my time, my limited time on this planet is, is not being happy. And and if that involves making some hardcore sacrifices to make it work, then so be it. And that's what I, you know, talking. My wife has been such a great believer in me and support supports me so greatly in, in everything. And sitting down and talking with her is like, can we make this work and start doing the math? And we're able to figure it out and how to make cuts and to make, you know, what, how much money do we need to be able to make bring it in to make sure we survive and and be able to live here in Santa Barbara. It's not not a cheap place to live and uh, figured out that we could make that make it work. When I quit my office job, I had already lined up my pizza job. So that, that's how I knew I wasn't I, maybe. But I was I was ready for it, though. I mean, I, I was walking there every day. I was like, I mean, screw it. It's like how much I was that un, unhappy. But yeah, I mean, a, a pizza man's salary, you don't go into the pizza into pizza to make money but you do it to be happy i'm all about that you know i i think one thing that you told uh, that you had mentioned that really stuck out to me was like if you're gonna have a kid right you want to be the best example possible like it doesn't matter if you have x amount of dollars but you look like crap every day because you just can't stand your coworkers. i feel like that's how i look i hate my coworkers sometimes and i'm just like why am i still here and i think you know well the fact that my wife and i are talking about having a kid so this is definitely something i'm going to be thinking about and so i just wanted to say thank you for sharing that yeah i mean it was i and you know don't get me wrong i was like i i I wish I would have done this, would have done it sooner. But I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really a bold person like that. It was, it was, not, it was out of character a bit for me. But it was at a time when it was like, you know, you gotta do something big. It's like I'm, not, I'm not. I knew inside of me that I was not happy with what I was doing, and I, I was done. I was over it. I was sitting in a meeting, listening to people debate how to put a cone in a parking lot to, to block a spot for a company vehicle. I'm just thinking pizza, pizza, cookies, cookies. And just like, what, what the hell? I, I need to get out. I need to get out of here right now. And I mean, I would think every day I was like, man, it would be totally insane to just call my boss and just be like, I'm done. And at first they were like, whoa, dude, did you, did you hate us so much that we drove you out of the whole industry? And it's like, no. I actually love you guys. It was it was a great place to work. It was just like, it was me. My time had come, 
making maps is an amazing thing to do and uh, it, it was a great thing um while i was doing it but i i, I knew where my my real passion lied definitely i and you know I, maybe hate is a strong word maybe it's more when i said hate my coworkers. i'm i'm, I'm very much annoyed by similar things about like are we really going to spend 10 minutes on my industry stand like uh equivalent of figuring out where a cone goes yeah but like yeah it was something that like minuscule and i'm like are we really gonna spend time on this like i could be making dough right now the trippy thing is about that though is i would go in and talk to them and they and all my coworkers they actually love it and so i was like well what am i doing here like you guys are in the I'm the one in the wrong spot. It has nothing to do with this place. This place is rad, you know, and I'm happy for you guys. It's like my my place is elsewhere. And I, I mean, I think that leads to the same thing is, have you ever worked in a restaurant? Go work in a restaurant. That's somebody else's hell. You know, it's like, I go start in a working in a restaurant. It's fun to me, but other people think that that's insane, you know? And, and then like, it took that. And I think that's what prevented me from, from doing such a drastic switch too. It's like, go make pizza, go work in a restaurant or something like that. You're not going to like it. Oh, you cook, cook food at home. You bake pizzas at home. You're, it's a totally different thing in a restaurant. You're not going to like it, you know? So don't, don't, don't blow it. And what do you know? Go, you got to try things, go try it. You might like it. You know, it is crazy. You're so right, man. My coworkers love what they do and that's why they can spend 10 minutes on some things. I think I just don't give a crap about, but we always got to remember it's all about perspective and empathy. And I, I love how you framed it in a way where it's like, I'm going to be at this pizza restaurant. I'm going to love every single minute of it. Um, and you know, it's all about just finding out what it is you love to do and, and try to find a way where you can live off of that. And so I guess my question for you is like, when did the official quote unquote Santa Barbara Baker get in the mix? Was it before you quit your geography job or after? It was while I was still, um, working as a map maker, I, Santa Barbara Baker started, I, I had my own personal Instagram and I was, I cook all the time. I'm always in the kitchen and, um, that, that's not, not a new thing. And, and I started posting, I got some cursing. You should post your food up on there. I, I mean, I'm one of those guys. I plate every single meal, Trader Joe's waffles in the morning for breakfast. That, that shit dialed. I mean, those blueberries are plated on there and, and, and that's how, that, that's how I live. And, um, you know, so it's like, it's fun. To, and I, and also I used to uh, shoot a lot of photography and I, I like taking pictures and I just like art in general. And, and and, you know, Instagram, it's, it's not the finest art, but it's, it's something and taking some pictures, getting on there. And so I was posting those to my, to my normal, uh, Instagram. And then I was like, I, I bet I'm driving people crazy with this. I'm like, let me start Sam. Let me start a baking Instagram, Sam bar baker. And, and I wasn't totally focused on my, my dream with it at the time. wasn't totally pizza. I, I like all baked goods. And so I was on there. And at that time too, I believe it was around California opened up a, they call it the cottage food laws. You can start slanging baked goods out of your house. I, I don't think it really covers pizza, but it was more like cookies and, and that sort of thing. And I was like, Hey, you know, maybe uh, people are always asking me for my cookies and you know, just do this as kind of a little side hustle and, and have Santa Barbara Baker Instagram be, um, be, be kind of thing, thing with that. Oh yeah. I love that. Where did you learn pizza? How did you learn pizza? So pizza, I, I would say I, I'm a, a self-taught pizza maker. Um, 
my, I first started making pizza using recipes from the internet uh, off of serious eats and tinkering in my home kitchen. Um, as far as uh, moving on into the professional um, kind of world, is that what you're asking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when I was quitting my job at, at uh, making maps, I um, stodged with uh, full life flatbread. It's you know, one of my all-time all inspira inspirations um, food-wise, and so whom I call, called them up went up there and did a day and fell in love with that place and just how insane it is everything that they do there creating a new menu every week is just if you really get in the nuts and bolts of that it's totally crazy um and uh wanted to work there but then i just like realized that it, it was too too far of a commute it's it's a little ways here from santa barbara so I um, reached out to my other favorite pizza place around here around in Santa Barbara is Bettina. Next, you could call it an artisan style pizza. It's not traditional Neapolitan at all, and it's it's very much in both of those places are within my same vibe of showcasing those farmers market ingredients and that type of stuff. And and that's where I, you know, really spend my time stretching dough. Super fun job. If you ever um, want to have a, a fun job, go work the pizza line. Oh yeah, you get the practice. You get to be around pizza loving people good times yeah it's a probably you know it's probably the most fun line in a restaurant it's like being a line cookie like pizza line i think might be a little more fun than some other lines it's pretty mellow <laughs> for sure any key takeaways um from from that from working in a pizzeria before we move on I think uh, working in a pizzeria was a, a great thing to do. I, I think what I learned there, how to be more efficient, where, you know, what things mattered and what things were like maybe less important and how to organize and how to um, really be able to produce pizza a lot faster. It was all that. And just, I mean, you get in your hands on food every single day prepping a million things it's like all your skills get better that knife work everything and uh, you know can, can shape you into being a better pizza maker i think that's so key i don't know if a lot of people know this but i, I worked at a pizzeria for a few months and it's the vibe is so different like when i'm making pizza on the line i'm sweating when i'm making it at home sometimes i'm sweating sometimes i'm not depending on how many i'm making but yo it is hot you're running sometimes you're prepping the line doesn't stop and so it's it's such a great tip if you if you really are committing yourself to to starting a pizzeria get in the trenches and, and it was cool at um, bettina too i don't know where you worked of the how the pizza line was set up but how there was you know we got a few people on the pizza line and you're actually stretching and then building that pizza all the way through you're not firing in the pie but it's cool so you're not like every night you just stretching dough or just topping pizza you really get to and and that was like a cool chance because everybody's kind of putting their you know the pizza should all look the same but you can kind of get the vibe off of who's making them you kind of put your signature kind of take and, and that made it a whole bunch of fun but what you're mentioning there i mean i think that that is so fun of that whole and it's a different vibe than making pizza at your house and, and that, that's what is a huge difference between working in a restaurant and, and just making some food at home is that if, if you enjoy that rush when that 
the tickets are falling off the end and you don't know your your the the fridge is empty of you know it's a total junk show and like but you're just like feeling that vibe and you're just in in the flow and like you i mean it's it's a very enjoyable feeling the only thing i can relate to is like I, i'm a i'm really big into skiing and it's like on a perfect power day when you just have that feeling and you can just make it all the turns and just everything is so easy but you're you know you're doing something really hard it's like the most satisfying feeling and I was getting that same vibe from from like a big, big night at the pizza shop. So that get that adrenaline going. It's a, it's a good time, and you're making pizza. I mean, how, how that's what I tried to put put there. It's like how are you people like what? How is there drama? You're getting upset. It's, it's pizza. I mean, even if it's fancy pizza. <laughs> yeah. People are stoked. They're they're not they're not gonna be that bummed about that. If they got if they got a pie, they're pumped. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, let me be the first to say your pies are beautiful. And just as a, a quick technique type of segue, I would love to know what your dope and baking process is. If you could share for my dope process or my baking process, <laughs> give me both. If you can, <laughs> I, I specifically, sorry, I want to specifically know like the, the ones that you make in the uni, like your knee or your, um, would you call them Neapolitan, Neo-Neapolitan? I don't know, um, but yeah. I call it Santa that. Barbara Baker pizza. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> you know, that's what listening to your podcast, a pizza should be the expression of the individual. And I think as you keep making pizza, you start learning about your dough, learning different types of dough, and you start figuring out your own type of dough. What do you like from, pull some things from Neapolitan, pull some things from New York style, and then it starts, it really does become your own. Okay, well, then I would love to know specifically about your style of pizza that has all that beautiful, even round leoparding around because it looks picture perfect. Um, how are you? How are you working that thing? So my dough um, and, and all this information is out there for people that are curious. The Sandbar Baker YouTube channel. All, I, I film all this stuff. There's no secret. So you can you can actually watch my whole process on there of how I make the dough. I'm typically using sourdough around here. I haven't always done sourdough and I'm also, I don't think sourdough is actually for everybody. Unless I make pizza every day here, so it, it works for me. But if you're, if you're a pizza once a month or something, that's like, there's nothing wrong with using yeast. But I like using the sourdough. My I build my dough over a couple of days. I'm making a, a starter typically the night before. And by starter, I mean, I'm, I'm pulling a little bit of a culture out of my master culture mixing that up to make a batch of dough for four pies is, is what I usually do in a batch. I'll mix that starter overnight and next morning, mix up the dough. And, and typically the night before too, I'll, I'll prep my ingredients. That's always a great thing for at home pizza makers, get that stuff dialed if you're working in the morning. Cause I like to mix my flour. So I always have my flour mixed, ready to go. Mix that up in the morning and um, I just do it over, you know, the more there's more details on the, all the vids on Sandbar Baker YouTube, but it's a multi-step process. And, you know, after the final mix there, then I, I do a bulk fermentation. I actually made some dough today and the bulk fermentation with our temperatures here ended up being four hours. And that's also, I got a, a five-year-old pizza helper, or excuse me, five-month-old, getting ahead of myself, not even close yet, five months only. But, you know, she's helped me out here, so you can't always nail those times. But dough was looking good. And, and so at that point, I um, balled, balled up and uh, let it sit to, you know, it really depends on the weather here. I got my little dough neck 
trying to keep the temperatures regulated, you know, around 70 degrees in there. Let that ferment so it looks nice and perky. Today, I, I was coming on the show, so I knew I had to bake up a pizza. So I, I did a baked off a same day one, which I don't typically do. But in general, you know, about three, four hours once that dough's looking perky, depending on how much starter and stuff's in there, um, it goes into the fridge. And then the next day, I'll end up baking off a pizza. I'll, I'll remove that dough, let it temper always two hours at least, you know, 90 minutes maybe at minimum. But I like that dough, get it to room temperature. And I bake them off in my uni. And how do I do that? Again, all the details for your listeners are up there on the Santa Barbara Baker YouTube channel. All the uni baking techniques for the, I'm using the Coda 16 here. I've been stoked on that one. Uni hooked me up with that, thank you. And um, my bake on that is, uh, I start with, you'll see, I, I just launched my, I've been working with that oven for a year now. My number one tip on that, you, you have to let it heat up more than they recommend. Uni says 20 minutes. If you've been making pizza for a bit, you know there's nothing's ready to cook pizza in 20 minutes, I, I, I have to say. I don't care what it is, maybe you got a flamethrower or something, but that, I mean, you might get a little, the right temp reading on your temp gun or something, but that oven quite hot, hot enough. Let it go 30 minutes. I feel that's the biggest trick. Let it heat up a little more, get that stone fully, the whole oven heated all the way through. And I got that thing on full blast for that full preheat. Then when I'm, I'll start stretching my pizza and right about then I'll turn the Uni Co-16 down just to this normal low setting. Either when I'm stretching or I have the, depending on the, like what my scene is, I might've already had the dough stretch. I'm gonna start building it now. I'll, I'll just turn it down, let, the dough, let that oven kind of just balance out. Cause if you load that thing when it's on full blast, even just turning down right away, I, that back left corner is way too hot. You need to have that deck even out all the way to the mouth a little bit. I'll build my pizza, load that when I'm done. I, I don't keep, you know, we're making pizza at home here. It doesn't have to be exact. We're not keeping a timer on this. When I'm done, I go in there, load it, keep an eye, load my pizza, let it hang out there just on regular load. This is this is my current bake, my current favorite bake is what I'm getting here. And I'll let it go till I'm, I'm watching the pizza, looking at, I'm, I'm not, again, going off time. I call it a soul bake on my channel. You know, you're just feeling the vibe. You ever go to a pizza room, people, the guy who's working the oven doesn't have a timer there. I mean, come on. He's looking, he's baking my feel and watching that oven, seeing that crust start popping up, the leoparding coming, that's all I go. I, mean, I feel maybe it's around 30 seconds in there because your oven's had a little bit of time to cool down. If you love that thing super hot, you gotta get that pizza spin. That's more of a traditional Neapolitan style, which I'm not after. Do a first turn there. And I, I do about four turns where I'm in that slower phase, letting that crust set. I've previously been out of gate. I call it the ultra low zone. That's a little like hack on the oven. You can kick it in there going, pushing up clockwise, pushing in and you can go in on this little ultra low zone, I call it. Give it a little slower bake. But I've been liking it lately, which is giving that full preheat, going into the low zone and just bake the whole pizza on that just regular low. And so after those four turns, the crust will be set. And at that point, I'm just making sure my browning set up nicely. I think I feel like that's looking at pizzas out there. And it seems like some of the uni pizzas maybe have a little bit of browning issues, I think, sometimes. And I was like, that's what I think was I was having trouble figuring out a little bit on it. And, and that, I think just finishing out, giving it a nice few spins there in the oven. I think the bake ends up being two to three minutes. And I feel like that's a good spot for, for my dough. And my dough, my mix in there, I, I you know, have whole grains in there, some rye and stuff like that. You don't want to have that on blasting Neapolitan style. And just a nice 
even brown with that fully cooked all the way through with a nice crispy bottom, but not dried out. And you know, that, that I feel like when you kick 16, it's about two to three minute mark, but I'm really just looking at, is the pizza brown? I'm picking up with the peel. Is it sagging? This is all stuff you need to just bake more pizzas to learn this stuff. Pulling it out and then let it rest. And, and you know, that, that, that's my style of pizza. Guess who'd be across, you know, I like that leoparding, that nice look, the really beautiful pizza that catches your eye. But I also am not a super fan for a big soupy pizza. If you've seen my pizzas, I load them up with toppings. I, I'm not shy about that. And that's also not classic Neapolitan style. I want you bite into a pizza. You should, you should taste what I'm advertising that in, in that bite in almost every bite. And you need your dough to hold up. So I take that Neapolitan style, bake it a little bit longer, get it nice and crispy. Not, not too crispy, just that right amount of crispy. Just that perfect bake is what we're after. Does the low bake still give you that nice leoparding though? Oh yeah, that, dude, that's what I'm saying. You gotta get that full preheat. Your oven should be hot. That oven still is really hot after that, after that preheat. You know, it should be, I'm looking for a deck temp in, in that 800, 850 range there you know inside the oven which is, is plenty hot enough to get leopardine ah okay interesting huh i always thought that the um the leopardine came from that top heat and i'm guessing it still does even with the low setting is that right I'm not a master baker or, you know, a classically trained baker in, in any means. And I've worked with some of them. I asked them, what's the leopardine? It's like, I, I can never really get a straight answer on that, exactly what creates that. But I mean, in my experience, what it seems to be is, you know, it is the heat of the oven, of course, but it really comes down to, I think, is more as your dough has to be properly fermented. All those little leopard spots you see in there are the little micro bubbles. So if your dough is producing that then you're probably going to get it and, and i mean how do i how have i found to produce that is you know going taking my dough a light, nice slow fermentation not i don't use a lot of starter in there or yeast if i'm using it I let it go nice and slow and build up those little small bubbles you're going faster you're gonna get bigger bubbles and that's gonna you know instead of little tiny leopards you're gonna have giant spots on there you said earlier like when the fermentation is right, is there something that you're specifically looking for? You know, I'm keeping track of, of how long my dough is fermenting loosely always, but I'm, I'm, I'm not by any hard, fast rules here because it changes every day. That's, that's the fun part about why we make pizza. It changes. You can never recreate that same pie and your, your dough is going to be different every day. So I'm, I'm trying to keep an eye on it. You know, it, when do I think it's ready? Fully proofed, it's starting to look nice and perky. I'm seeing those bubbles that I'm talking about. You can look in your dough and say, see a little like micro bubble starting to come there, but nothing huge kind of popping out. You want to catch it before that. And also smell. You want it to smell really good. None of those two, you don't want anything smelling too acidic kind of going into that range, especially when you're using sourdough, some off smells. You want it to smell really good. Nice aroma of fermentation in a good way and and wheat is, is what i like to smell you know it smells like it smells like bread or like pizza in, in in the best way like future pizza it's it's a pleasant aroma <laughs> well thank you for going in and i love what you said about the topping like i think that's one of the biggest things that i wasn't too happy about with this high heat type of oven is how little the toppings were because i grew up on that like thick dense lots of topping pizza and now i'm going for the lighter stuff but that always that kind of translated to lighter toppings and so i i think i want to try you know your your bake and allow myself to put on more toppings 
And two, um, I, I would say putting him on more topics and, and, you know, why am I doing that? I, I think that's another key part of what I'm about is all about celebrating our ingredients around here in Santa Barbara. And I, I feel like pizza is the perfect showcase to do that. And so I don't want like just one piece of whatever I scored at the farmer's market, the, you know, my favorite thing of spring to be on there. I want that in all of it, you know? And, and so, um, I, I feel like you got to have your dough set up to do that. And I think too, that's playing around with different dough size, dough ball size is another thing. I see lots of times some recommendations out there. They seem like awfully small to me I, I, for, the uni code is 16 14 inch pizza lately i've been actually bumping it up to a, almost a 350 gram dough ball for that it's a nice fat a little more fat puffy crust and it max out i feel 14 inches bakes really nice in that oven i love it thank you for explaining the dough uh the dough weight because sometimes that i'm, I'm fluctuating between like 200 and 240 and i'm not i'm not going for a specific size per se i'm just trying to stretch it to the most i like that uh that kind of baseline of 300 gives me something to play around with but ultimately it's about experimenting and finding out what works for you i, I think that's the whole thing you see on my instagram some of my older pizzas on baking steel i was around that 275 range and then our, our moving on to uni was about 300 same with baking steel and, and now i'm bumping it up a little, a little bit because i like that kind of like I, I think that 14 inch with a nice crust on it is a fun pizza I, i'm about having fun making my pizza that's delicious and i feel like that's a good size you get six good slices around here that feeds two of us maybe some other houses that can feed more or maybe me if i'm just hungry but yeah, I'm not, not light eaters around the Santa Barbara Baker household. I think that no, you're talking no. about those different dough ball sizes. And that's an important thing. Get out there, try, stretch other people's dough. And that would be a thing for any aspiring pizza makers at home, pizza makers out there going out and going and working at a pizzeria. I couldn't recommend that enough. How are my pizzas so round? You can only do that by stretching hundreds and hundreds thousands of pizzas is the best way to do it when you're at home you, how many pizzas are you making a week you know even if you're making what you would think of as a lot of pizzas at your house it's not the same thing as one actually one night and going at working at a high volume uh, pizza place and it's like you'll get dialed real quick it's just practice put in the work these pizzas don't turn circular overnight <laughs> One thing that I would like to discuss with you uh, that you mentioned was that you eat pizza every day. Is that right? Pretty much. I mean, it's like probably six days a week. There might be just one day break, but oftentimes it's a full it's a full seven in a row. Props. The pizza passion lifestyle. I mean, that's a, it's, it's not a joke. We're, I'm living it here. We live, we live pizza here. Doesn't that uh, doesn't that ever become too much for you? Never. It, it's amazing. And, and I think that was like the cool thing too of, of uh, with how much pizza is growing and, and me myself personally going and working at a pizzeria and fi finding my fellow pizza people is I feel normal now of, you know, of people work with us. Like, you know, the guy owns a pizza place and he's like, oh man, I was one vacation got, they got to take their coming back. Like, oh, can I eat some pizza? When can I get pizza? Yeah, I, I don't ever get sick of it. I think when you, when the love of pizza is real, I mean, it's a, it, it, every day. You, you never get bored. And, and that's the beauty thing about pizza. You can change it up. There's so many different ways to treat it. 
different things to put on it, different ways to handle it. It, it, it never gets old. Very cool. And I, I also read somewhere that you lost, you actually lost weight eating pizza. Is that true? Since I adopted the pizza passion lifestyle, I've lost 60 pounds. I, I was used to be a much fatter guy. I think it was like living in the office lifestyle is probably not the healthiest. I think that had something to do with it. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, making changes in my life to become more happy and part of that was eating pizza every day, having pizza become part of my life. And, um, you know, the pizza I make around here is uh, I'm not... I'm not ever like seeing how to make health food, but I'm always trying to use the best ingredients to showcase that to make something that we're nourishing our bodies with. And I think it, you can eat pizza every day and and be healthy. And I guess I'm I'm here to to prove that. You're a living example. And I also think it sounds like it sounds like you're getting a lot of your ingredients from the farmers market. And maybe we spend a little bit more time on that. Like, why why do you choose to do that versus? I don't know, buying it at your, your typical grocery store. Cause to me, this is an, uh, this is an honest truth. Like to me, I, I personally can't tell the difference and maybe that's because I haven't eaten enough, but I, I do see the difference in, in like price convenience. You know, the farmer's market comes maybe once a week and I got to drive across town for it. So why does that matter so much to you? I mean, I, I, I don't think it's even so far as just the farmer's market. It's got to start with, I think it's every aspect of your pizza has to be important. And that starts with the dough of, you know, I, I would say my whole of using always uh, making sure you're creating something nourishing for your body. It's got to start with the dough. And that would be for me using, I use organic flour and that's, I, I'm a fan of central million. If, if you know, those guys, their million is amazing. And I like mixing up their flowers and I feel like that's a good place to start organic with some whole grains in the mix. There's some good stuff. And then, I mean, so, so I feel like that's a good place to start with your dough. And then what are you going to put on it? So going out and sourcing your ingredients from what you see around you, I mean, connects you to your place. Going and shopping at the farmer's market, it's been rough with COVID. It's put a damper, I feel like, on, you know, Santa Barbara Baker in a way, because that the farmer's market is, I mean, has definitely changed with the whole COVID situation. And I haven't been, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start being back there all the time now and, and shopping all the time. But uh, when you're shopping the farmer's market, you're, you're connecting with the people that are growing those ingredients. And you're also, as previous guests on your podcast, you're, you're all you're finding those ingredients at the time that they're at their peak you're putting stuff on your pizzas that are at their best because people aren't selling it if they're not able to produce it right now so it's like by you you know you're asking about costs i think the farmer's market is not necessarily is oftentimes ends up being more expensive but what you're getting there is a higher quality and oftentimes you maybe don't even have to use as much of it because the flavor is is more intense or in you just and when you have it you're just you have a little more um a, you have to pay more respect to it, I think. And it's like when you, you went to the farmer's market and you really picked up something and you made it the connection with somebody there, grow it, and you come home and you're pumped on it. You got whatever you have. You know, this this first of the season asparagus, you make a pie and so you're going to make sure that every single bit of that is put to use. And so I, I feel like you get your value out of it. And and um, you're also doing hopefully something good, good for your body. I think where I started on that, though, it really has to come down, though, from taste is like, starting out going to farmer's market and it was like man i don't even think i like tomatoes like if you can believe that 
when I was younger, go to the farmer's market, up in Santa Cruz, held my first heirloom tomato, and it's like, mine, blown. Wait, what? This is what a tomato is? And that just snowballed from there. You know, you're, you're tasting these ingredients at, at their best and, and um, it gets you inspired. Going to a grocery store is my preference because it's that much easier, but I definitely think you've convinced me to rethink that again um, because it, it makes a lot of sense. You know, if, if you're going to spend that much time on your dough and it's going to be killer and it's going to be that good dough. You got to have those good, those great toppings to go along with it. And I think the way you referenced how you're using asparagus at its prime, you're using heirloom tomatoes at its prime, you're going to get a much better end result because of it. And I think, too, if you're going out eating at places, it's like you're when you go and experience really good food, good food. And for me, that's typically at a spot like that. That's really is, is showcasing ingredients and, and that. That, that inspires me. Yeah. I mean, who needs another low quality pizza joint, right? We're in this to elevate pizza and we have to elevate it from all aspects. And I think, I think you're on, you're onto something here using farmer's market ingredients. And I mean, there's plenty of people out, doing, out there doing that. Of, I mean, I take my inspiration to people like, you know, Chris Bianco and like I was mentioning, you know, Clark up at Full Life Lab, but these guys that are doing that, that's what they've been doing for years before it was a cool thing to do. You know, that's just how they live. And uh, I mean, that inspires me so much. That's the first Chris Bianco talking about that with his tomatoes, connecting the dots all the way from, you know, who's out there growing and farmers out there growing that product out in the field till it hits the pizza. We want to know everything going on the whole connect that every single part of that to make sure we're we're doing our we're honoring these ingredients and, and enjoying them amazing and this is why we have to continue to repeat that i love what chris bianco says so thank you for repeating it and i think you uh, are inspired by him um but also i want you to know that people are inspired by you um you know i, I the reason why i reached out to you is uh, actually a few people were like get santa barbara baker on um, and so I think the pizza, the pizza passion lifestyle that you're living is, is really inspiring folks, uh, to do stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's amazing to hear. And that's the stuff that, that fires me up and, you know, makes me stoked on, on what I'm doing. I, I, I mean, it's a, a humbling, humbling thing for, for sure. And I, that, I mean, that, that's, that's what I'm about is, is inspiring people to make pizza, to, to start making pizza every day. That is, it's not a ridiculous thing to do in the pizza passionate lifestyle. I mean, whatever that means to, to you. And I mean, I think pizza is like the perfect vehicle to open people's minds to different types of ingredients and it brings people together. And it's just, is, uh, I mean, something to really celebrate and, I feel like in the past, it's been maybe an intimidating thing to a lot of home cooks and, you know, oh, I need to, the, the dough, it's too complicated all stuff. And, you know, my message here is that you can do it at your house. You can produce pizzeria quality pizza at your house and you don't have to, it, it, it should be fun. It's the bottom line. That, that's what I'm about. You should have a fun time doing it. When I was making my pizzas using Trader Joe's dough and a cast iron pan, that pizza was bomb. I was loving it. So it's like, you know, you're, if you're making pizza, you're stoked. Just a fair warning, since we're uh, uni lovers over here, um, I have read on forums that if you use store-bought dough, uh, some of them use oil and sugar, and that is apparently bad. 
uh, with high heat. Uh, just a fair warning. I, I haven't tried it out myself, but um, I don't know. Have you have you used store bought dough on on a high heat uh, uni bake? Um, yes, I have, and I think that is a really important point. So you know, one thing I, I've actually have done with Santa Barbara Bakers since uh, um, COVID. You know, took over the world is I, I have been able to still do a, a few uh, pizza making classes using people's pizza ovens in their backyard. So they have some pizza bar is really cool. A lot of people have rad ovens built in their backyard. Oftentimes people, they want to, uh, they really don't want to make their own dough. It comes down to it. So I'll show them how to use store-bought dough. And your point is exactly true. And that's why I, I actually, I love Trader Joe's. I go there for my whole milk, um, low moisture mozzarella. That's a good spot. They have a good one there and cheese. There's some good cheese there, but the dough, I wouldn't, yeah, I would not mess around with that in the higher heat ovens. So in that case, if you want to use store-bought dough, we have some places here, a couple of markets that read your ingredients. You want the most basic ingredients possible. Flour, salt, yeast, you know, maybe some oil in there, but the sugar. So if you start seeing things like preservative type stuff in there, it's, it's, it's a red flag. And I always like to, if my recommendation, if you're using store-bought dough, bring it home and reball it you're going to have a better time. You know, you get a big bag of like the one here. It looks like a big mess, square mess. You, if you have a scale or even if you don't have a scale, just portion it up into something a little more reasonable, ball it up, reball it, let it rest, hang out while your oven heats up and you'll probably end up with some better results. That would be my recommendation. Always pay attention to the ingredients. Any of those ones, if the place itself is not making the dough if it's just coming in from some mystery mystery spot in a pre-sealed thing then that, that seems sketch to me you know i love what you're doing for the community i respect the fact that you're putting yourself out there creating content for folks maybe you could go into the why the why behind it why are you so invested in in doing your youtube channel and in and, and posting these beautiful pizzas and the story on that, um, I mean, I think starts with, you know, the the rough, you know, year we've had here it was um, the YouTube channel was actually born during, I mean, COVID hit, and I ended up leaving the pizzeria I was working at because I found out my wife was pregnant. I wanted to make sure we were safe, and I just thought I was a step away from the restaurant. Now I'm still. Uh, was making pizza every day at my house and um, one day decided to um, film it and uh, put that out there and it was um, really well received. Before that, I actually had the Santa Barbara Baker page as kind of like an anonymous thing. I don't even know if my name was on there. It was just, you know, just pictures of my baked goods and some pizzas and I thought that was the kind of thing. I, I was not really somebody that wanted to be in any sort of spotlight. I kind of like I've always kind of been a low pro under the radar type. And, and so that's kind of how I started the Instagram. And but then of putting myself out there a little bit, it's, it's, I, I got a lot of positive feedback. And that was kind of like the big change with Santa Barbara Baker to turn it into more of a thing of because with that, people started asking me, how are you doing this, man? Your stuff is so rad. And it's just like, hey, I need to put this out there and share it. I mean, I don't think pizza is like about keeping secrets. It's about sharing it with sharing the love with the with the community and so that's what you know started putting myself out there and having a good time with it and the youtube channel was born and with that 
and started showing people about my techniques, about what I do at home and, you know, how to make beautiful, delicious pizza at home and have a fun time doing it. Because even when you rip them and there's a big hole, I scrape them off and you still, it ends up being a good meal. So never get to, I mean, on my earlier days, I, I try to be a positive person here, but I have yelled many things at that oven before. So they always look perfect on the oven, uh, on the Instagram, but there's other ones where, I mean, the, the, you know, you didn't have such a bad day with your, with your dough or with your peel. And, but then you remember that that was wasted energy. Because once that comes out, even the one with the hole, you, you're not running a restaurant in your house. You're just trying to feed your family or maybe just yourself. And you eat that one scraped off. There's that little burnt part or something, but the rest of it, it's delicious. It's always way better than you, than you thought it was going to be. And that's the kind of message I guess I'm trying to spread spread through the um, Santa Barbara Baker YouTube channel is to get out there. It's like start making pizza at your house and, and have a good time. And let's, let's share the pizza love. I think you specifically have a very... I don't know, unique vibe to you, man. Like you, you clearly stand out, um, as, as you being you, um, you know, you, you, you say things differently than other people. You present things differently than other people. And I, I, I really think people love and appreciate the fact that you're out here making pizza. It's, it's really cool. I feel like pizza is, I, I never thought of myself as really any sort of person and um my wife gave me a hard time i was like what are you talking about you're you design you've lived a life of design designing maps and in your food and and, and that's what um i, I feel it, it's become for me is, is it's an outlet it's my creative outlet it's putting it putting myself into the pizza and sharing it with people and it's a, it's a fun thing and, and it's a cool thing pizza it's, it's so fleeting you, you make this beautiful creation it's, it's gone and you can't recreate it you have that one that was the dopest pizza of all time you're never gonna make it again in reality you can make something close but such a beautiful statement pizza is so fleeting <laughs> i love it where do you where do you want to take santa barbara baker um the sky's the limit on it i mean i think right now is uh, the dream would be to to have a, a pizza show that's 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 the, that's the ultimate dream is it's to move to grow my audience as big as i could and, and right now my vehicle is on youtube and i mean i hope at some point to to, to move beyond that why do you want to do that I mean, I think at this point in my life, I've like realized that like, I feel like that that's what my calling is, is it gets back to, you know, spending my time, how many years sitting in a cube or sometimes maybe even better than a cube, you know, like that, that that's what kept me in there. It was like, you know, cushy office life in some sort of way. I'm thinking back and I don't know how cushy it was if, if, if you're, if, if you're not happy, you know, and, um, uh, I think with that, of just coming to this point of realizing that, you know, following my dreams and, and I didn't know what they were. That's the whole crazy thing. It's all, all this, you know, this journey that you go on and through all the different paths you go down and finally arriving. And, and you know, th th that's where I'm at now. And, and that's why I, and I, I feel confident about it. And so the sky's the limit on it. Spreading the pizza word. Believe that. When, when did you discover this dream of yours? Was it? Was it after you kicked off the YouTube, after you got those comments like, oh, you're really dope for for creating like or was this when, when did it happen? I knew my dream has always been in food. I hope that that comes across here. Is that, I mean, that, that's like what I feel like has been shaping up since I was much younger. And it was to, just a long time coming of what was that going to be? And I, and I um, 
I feel at this point, it, it, why does it feel right? It, um, because it's it's making it makes me happy is really what it comes down to is that um you know expressing myself in this way and seeing the feedback and exactly what you just tell me is that you're having people contacting you that they're fired up because they're watching the show or seeing my stuff on instagram getting fired up to make pizza and that i feel like that's a that's a good work to be doing awesome that's really cool man i would love to see you kill it on youtube and beyond and i really think you can do it you know you're you're a super unique person um but not i mean everyone is unique in their own way but you're you take that uniqueness of you and and you put it out there and i, and I think that's what's important you know you stay true to yourself you don't try to change with the camera and then boom you put your spin on pizza and and i think that's just dope Thanks. So earlier you mentioned that you wanted to open a pizzeria while you're still working your office job and you essentially quit your job and decided to work at a pizzeria and then COVID happened. Do you still want to open a pizzeria? I think I've moved on from moving to pizzeria during my experience of going and working at a restaurant. I really got to see firsthand of, you know, what the day-to-day life of owning a restaurant is like. And I, I think that's an important thing to, to go experience and, you know, seeing what, what I want to do is have my hands on that dough, be making pizza, be thinking about pizza and ingredients and how I'm put together. And that is just one part of owning a restaurant. And sometimes for some people, just a all part, unfortunately, there's all this other stuff that you have to do. And I feel by other stuff, what do I mean? You know, all the fun stuff, payroll, your employees don't show up, all the nuts and bolts of running a business in a restaurant as a full machine. And um, I think that going and working it, working and seeing that just made me really focus on that. Um, I didn't want to, uh, it started to, to, I started to realize that I was going to be spending too much of my time doing again what I didn't want to be doing. That's interesting because you're 100% correct. Like owning a pizzeria, I hope we've explained this in the many episodes that we've done already. It's not easy. And I think one thing you're highlighting is you don't just make pizza when you own a pizza business. Sure, you make money from making pizza, um, but that is not the end all be all. Like you mentioned, there's, there's payroll, there's marketing, there's all that boring stuff. Yeah, and you know where I was working was a much is a full service restaurant with a bar and everything, much bigger than I ever wanted to do. But even if you're just running a small pizza shop, a little corner slice joint or something like that, you still there's still a lot more to it, and you're not spending your whole entire day just uh, making pizza. So there's some fun and joy in the other stuff. I mean, it's your business. It's like your pride. But really, too, you start breaking it down of like how much time you're going to be spending doing all this stuff. It's going to consume your whole life. And I think that's a good thing. There's some people that like that's where they're at in their life. And that's what they're ready to do is have their pizzeria and have it consume all of them. And I think that's probably how you should do it, because then you're making sure that you're putting out putting out something really good. But um I just realized, that, uh, you know, that I time-wise, it was just not how I wanted to, to spend it. I realized I, I uh, being on, um, uh, I'd have more fun on the line making pizza than than owning the pizza shop. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, uh, you know, you see, when I was working at a pizzeria, you see the owner stressing out about this or that. 
Yeah, you know, who's who's in the dish pit when the dishwasher doesn't show up, you know? In a good place, it's, uh, uh, the owner's popping in there, washing dishes. It's, 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 yeah, you might have thought you were going to go with your one night that you might get to be able to get out a little early, and now you're knee-deep in the dish pit. Yeah, and you have to have a, a special love for just the entire process. Like, you can't not like washing dishes because it comes with the territory. Yeah, and I think, I mean, having even just a little pizza, like I was saying, it's, it's, a, it's an all can be, it typically is an all consuming thing. And, um, and you got to be ready for that. Have you given up on the idea of owning a pizzeria? Or is that still um, something that you want to do potentially in the future? At this time, I, I don't have a desire to open a pizzeria here in Santa Barbara. And Santa Barbara, too, is a difficult place. It's a very expensive place. And, and that was another thing. If, if you're thinking about opening a pizzeria, you got to run the numbers. I don't claim to be any sort of business guy at all. This my one of my least... In, that's that's why I'm not opening. Part of the reason why I don't open a pizzeria is I don't like you know some of the business ends of it. But you really have to, I feel like, run your numbers. And, and what that means, too, is... You know, figure out if, if you work there every day, like, what does that look like? Are you being paid per hour? And like, are you okay with that? What I'm doing now is, is, is sense, you know, but it's like, but at least I'm, I, I feel okay with it because I've, I feel like I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now, even if it's been a, a, a drastic pay cut. Yeah. Uh, I think what you're doing right now in the business of content creation, um, you mentioned you're making sense and that's fine. You know, these things don't happen overnight, but it seems to me like you are very much in the mindset of wanting to spend your time on, on creating content and, and inspiring pizza makers, pizza lovers around the world. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, in listening to some of your other podcasts, it was inspiring to hear people of, you know, there's a, a kind of a theme between all these people was focusing in on, you know, really what you're all about. And that's like taking it to the next level. Like you can't be a master of everything, or at least I can't be, maybe somebody out there could be, but it's, you know, starting to figure out like where, where do you fit into this whole thing? And like, where can you pour yourself fully into it? When I was thinking about opening up a pizza, do I want to do Papa's in my teaching classes, all these different stuff. I feel it's a little bit too scattered. I feel like now I've like, you know, been able to put the restaurant pizzeria to rest and to fall into, um, into Santa Barbara Baker and creating it as the best spot to spread the, the pizza lifestyle I'm with that I'm with that and if there's anybody out there to you know help me grow beyond youtube big dreams out there um hit me up you know that you know how to reach me i'm on instagram sam Baker. okay we're almost close to time here so i have two questions i'd like to ask what is one mistake that people can avoid in the pizza business one mistake that people can avoid i would say is not staying true to yourself Find out what makes you happy, what drives you, what pizza could be a lot of things to you. Maybe you want to own a pizza shop or you want to have a pizza podcast. You um, want to have a pizza pop up. Uh, really hone in on what is going to make you happy. Don't listen. I mean, you take advice from other people, but you really have to see. And, and I mean, I think that's what I found out in my journey is part of it is like, hey, I don't like a lot of the business aspects of a pizzeria. And so what, what am I going to spend my time doing? We have a limited time on this planet. Make sure that time is being spent doing actually what 
what you like. And so I think that, you know, coming back to pizza, being true to yourself and, and making sure like what you're doing with it is you and, and it is real and, and it's not pursuing something, something else. Beautifully said. And what is one thing you want to leave the audience with today? I would like to leave the audience with thank you so much for um, all the support out there of all the comments and feedback that I receive. Um, I appreciate it all. And um, you are what keep me going. It fires me up. Of, I mean, just coming on here and hearing all the, um, you know, that people are hitting you up to have me on the show that fires me up and, um, I just can't wait to keep spreading the pizza passionate lifestyle and hoping to inspire all of you out there to, to, to live pizza, pizza as your lifestyle. It's a good life. <laughs> Love it, brother. Jonathan, you were amazing to talk to and learn from. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for blessing us with your time today. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you later then. Peace. Keep living the pizza passionate lifestyle. I love you all. One love. Jonathan. Thank you so, so much for sharing your pizza passionate lifestyle. I wish you the best of luck in following your dreams. And I can't wait to see where your journey takes you. To you, the listener. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's make sure to do two things after this episode. One, share the pizza passionate lifestyle with your friends and family by sharing this episode. We know that there are a lot of people who need to listen to this. So do me a favor and share it. The second thing I need you to do is find Jonathan on social media or YouTube or both and make sure to follow him and say thank you for being on the What's Good Dough podcast. If you haven't done so already, please find me on IG. I'd love to chat with you there at What's Good Dough. Subscribe to the show to be notified when there's a new one and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't listen there, go ahead and fill out my survey. It's all linked on my Instagram and on the show notes. Other than that, talk to you next time. Peace.